1: I'm your host, Brian Phillips, here for another conversation about school life and leadership. And I'm joined once again by my office mate, co-worker, and good friend, Mr. Matthew Bianco.
0: And and superior. Superior what? At everything.
1: I mean, what am I not superior at? Uh, Just starting out with lies. (laughs) Hi. Bold-faced lies. Or is it bald-faced lies? Well, in our case. I think historically it's bald-faced, isn't it? Bald-faced? I think it is. Interesting. I don't think I knew. Did we change it to bold bald
0: face because of bold? Maybe. On the computer? Maybe. Emboldening our font.
1: Well, we're off to a good start. Thank you for joining us again. Um, we are, we're going to talk about a, a subject that all of us are going to run into at some point or another in our lives. That is difficult people. But specifically, uh, in this podcast, we're, we're talking about what to do in the context of our homeschools or homeschool co-op or in, in a day school setting. Um, because those are the kinds of things we typically discuss here on the commons. Um, <clears throat> anytime you get a group of people together, there are very likely going to be conflicts, right? Would you agree, Matt?
0: I'm, yes, I would agree, and very likely is probably the word I would the words I would use to describe the likelihood of it too.
1: Very likely, very just. Yes. just How very likely. likely is it? <laughs> well, I mean, very. Yeah, it's very likely. So, in a in a. <laughs> Conventional school, no matter how how big the school is, I mean, you could have a dozen students, you could have hundreds of students, thousands of students. Um, the more people you get together, the more conflicts you're going to have, the more problems you're going to have. That's true in really any setting. Um, in a homeschool co op, it's the same. Um, you know, it might be a smaller number of families, smaller number of students and teachers, uh, parents involved, but you're still going to have conflicts. And even in a homeschool, you've got one family, mom is teaching two kids. At home, there's still going to be conflicts. There are going to be times when it is it, it's tense, it's difficult, uh, and there are conflicts between people involved. So, and, so in our office,
0: do? there's only two people.
1: And oh, in our, difficult. Like in our specific room. In our specific yeah. room, there are only two people, and there's a difficult yeah. person. And, in and there. one of them is a very big problem.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I feel like that's why you invited me on the show, because I have so much experience with
1: dealing Being with difficult. a difficult person that's why that's why we have two microphones Let's just talk over you <laughs> okay so what do we do then when we are in a school setting or homeschool setting and you have that difficult student perhaps even difficult parent difficult teacher uh, there's personality conflicts or there's there's sin Right. there's disobedience um what do we do? um That's what I want to talk about today uh with matt and and Matt and I as um as teachers as speakers, consultants, but also as as teachers and dads, I think we've probably run into this once or twice, once and, or twice. and I think um this is one of the most frequently asked questions that we get at conferences or or teacher training. You know in in whatever setting you know how do you how do you address that difficult student how do you address that difficult parent or uh, difficult teacher whatever the situation is um i was I was reading recently in um, the book of numbers and um there's some things that I want to draw out from that and Matt I know you had some some lessons from literature that you wanted to draw out in this podcast. So let's just start there with the question in general. What are your first reactions when, when you either hear about or you have experienced? and obviously we won't go into specific personalities or anything like that. But um, when you've experienced that kind of conflict in a, in a school setting, what do you tell people they should do or look for or how they should react?
0: It's well, it's hard because it's hard here because in most of the time there's more specifics being asked with respect to right at a, at a consulting situation or workshop or something. Somebody's giving me more information, more specifics that I can respond to. I can include that in the response, but as a general principle, there's a lesson from literature. I think that we can learn from with respect to the story of the judgment of Paris and the golden apple where there's a wedding between, you know, two Two people, Uh, all of the gods are present, but they've intentionally not invited one particular goddess. uh, And her name is in English, Discord. Mm -hmm. And she then creates this golden apple and she writes a little note on it that says, you know, that this apple belongs to the fairest. And then she throws that into the wedding party. The women in the wedding party find it and they start fighting over it, namely Athena hera and aphrodite they start fighting over it they go they go to zeus and they say hey you be the judge zeus being wise decides (laughs) that he's not going to make that judgment and then paris comes strolling along from shepherding out in the fields and they ask him to do it and then he 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 does but the whole wedding party falls apart and is is thrown into disarray and disrupted. Disrupted by the presence of this apple, by the discord that discord brings to the wedding, and and one of the lessons perhaps to learn from that is that in in our human attempts, although they were gods, but very human like gods, yeah, in our human attempt to control discord, to eliminate discord, what we end up doing is bringing discord, inviting discord back with a vengeance, and that if we had, and that perhaps if we had just allowed discord to be there to begin with and let her be a part of the party, there would have been problems, but not quite the vengeance attached to those problems.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that we, obviously no one wants discord at a wedding. Right. Right. Um, but she's discordant. Right. So, <laughs> so she shows up anyway. Yeah. Um, And, and that's a, a tough lesson for us to remember because we, we want to eliminate conflict Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily. Right. But this is not exactly a motivational poster or bumper sticker you would want, but discord will find a way. Yeah. You know, discord will find you. Yeah. Um, there's, it's impossible to get rid of all conflict. And as, as you very wisely said, the likelihood of discord and conflict is, it's very, you know, it's yeah, very, very, like, very, so is this being recorded? Cause you just said is, that I was wise. I just want to make sure it that it is it's recorded. Okay. Right. Okay. I said that, but I was extremely sarcastic. I didn't see any scare today. quotes and I can see <laughs> for those listening. I was being sarcastic. Now, um, I, I think that's a good point though, is that, um, discord, um, it can be made worse when you deal with it the wrong way. Yeah. Right. And that kind of, uh, that story, I'm, I'm glad that you told it and that you brought it up in this context because it, I think it dovetails nicely into the, the passage that I was going to bring up. It's from the book of numbers and it's likely a story that's, or an, an event that's familiar to a lot of our listeners. Um, in numbers 12, you have this conflict that arises between Miriam and Aaron uh, mm. with their brother Moses. Right. And Miriam, it is found to be kind of the, the catalyst behind this conflict, sort of a opposition to Moses. I don't know if you call it a rebellion, but I mean, it's a legitimate issue. It's a big deal. Um, this conflict develops and Miriam is put outside the camp for seven days, right? So there's never an excuse made for what she did. There was no, it, oh, well, it's okay. She didn't mean it. You know, there's nothing right, like right. that. I mean, it's a, it's a real conflict, a real problem and she's put outside the camp for seven days. But near the end of that chapter, uh, it's in Numbers 12, verse 15, um, the Lord actually says to Moses, I'll start in verse 14. The Lord said to Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, should she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut outside the camp seven days. And after that, she may be brought in again. So in other words, this whole issue is a shameful issue. Okay. This, so it's ugly. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 15, so Miriam was shut outside the camp seven days. So this, um, this period of, of shame or at least a- acknowledging her wrong in this, but here's the last part that I want to focus on. And, and the people did not set out on the March until Miriam was brought in again. Hmm. So here we have a person within this covenant community within Israel who has sinned and everyone knows it in a way that's pretty shameful. The opposition, the argument, the conflict was very public. Right. Um, She's put outside the camp for seven days, but they didn't leave her. They wouldn't Hmm. leave her. They waited for her to be brought back in. And then they continued the march towards the promised land.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because there's, there's a response to her behavior
1: but not a complete abandoning of her Mm -hmm. as a member of the community. Right. Right. So, uh, and the, I mean, the new Testament deals with this, but those are a lot of times dealing with matters of the church and excommunication and so on. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about specifically in a school setting. So what do we do? How do we apply that kind of principle in our homeschools, our homeschool co-op or our, our schools? Um, everyone knows there's going to be conflict. Uh, everyone knows that you have to deal with that conflict the right way and the right way to deal with it in our speaking culturally. I mean, you see all the time, memes, images, quotes, whatever, you know, about cutting out people from your life, cutting out problem people or toxic people from your life and all that. Um, but when you're in a school setting, um, I think we're sometimes missing opportunities. If you just cut people out, you're missing opportunities to actually grow as a community and as individuals within that community. You know, one of the fruit of the spirit is long suffering, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's one of the less complicated words in the new Testament, right? It literally means to suffer for a long time. Um, The only way that you learn to be long suffering is to, to suffer for a long time. Yeah. And very often that suffering is caused by other people, right? It's caused by, um, people that, uh, the Lord will bring into your path. And in a, in a school, uh, I've, I've taught in conventional day schools, I've taught in homeschool co-ops and we homeschool our kids. Um, and I think if we, if we cut people out, just remove them immediately we are missing an opportunity to grow in patience and long suffering an opportunity to to demonstrate kindness right if you not that these i don't want to identify problem students as the enemy but right in scripture i mean we're taught to love our enemies yeah but you can't love your enemies if you never have them right uh so um i think that the, uh, the principle here that i would want to apply for any you know co-op leaders, headmasters, teachers, you know if you're dealing with a, a student in your in your class, um, is don't give up on them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, don't give up on them too quickly. I mean, that's not to say that there can't be things and need to be things done to correct behavior. I mean, Miriam was put outside the camp right. for seven days. Right? There was correction. <clears throat> um, there was acknowledgement of wrong, but don't give up too quickly um that that's what i keep coming back to in this and, and
0: <laughs> that, that's interesting i mean I, there's a very human element to it in the in the moses story the miriam story where it, you know we're not giving up on her because she's a human being right um in the which is good right we need to keep that in mind and 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 as prime as probably as the the primary motivator in not giving up on her um from the greek perspective there's a and if, because if you do, she may ca- come back to bite you twice as hard, which is
1: <laughs> yeah, <okay>. also <laughs> true,
0: perhaps not quite as, right. um, you know, image of God like yeah, yeah. <laughs> emphasis, but also true, right? Like the two things can kind of right. both come into play and both be perhaps
1: be thought about. That's a good point. I mean, so in dealing with conflicts within a community, Right, uh, and I'm using community because I'm talking about all these different school settings. But yeah, um, it, it, you have to think through what what would be the consequences of doing this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that's a good point. I mean, there are if you give up on people, you know, um, instead of seeking their restoration, instead of seeking repentance and and the betterment of that person, you know, if you give up on them and you're Constantly frustrated, and you just finally, you know, I'm done. Then, you know that that does follow you. Yeah. I mean, if you're a school in the community, and they know that you've right. you're, or it's at least reported, yeah, that you know you're you're treating people that way, it's not going to be a good thing. Um, if you're homeschooling, it's even worse. You know, <laughs> right? It's your kids, um, <laughs> they abandoned their child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, left them outside for seven days. Um, (laughs) so uh, I think that here there's this balance of, um, you have to deal with the problem. That's another tendency that I think we have, particularly as Christians is, um, we want to, you know, on the one extreme, want to give up, you know, cut people out. Um, but on the other extreme, we might want to gloss over it, you know, pretend it didn't happen ignore it, not really get to the bottom of the right. to the root problem. Um, and both of those are mistakes. So it's not biblical Christian behavior to write someone off too quickly, but it's also not biblical Christian <laughs> behavior to ignore it either. Right. If the purpose of classical education, as we, have say all the time at Circe is the cultivation of wisdom and virtue mm-hmm. then that requires repentance mm. right we have to call people to repentance when there actually is is genuine sin genuine conflict genuine issues it has to be exposed dealt with and then m- move on yeah um but we don't need to fall off on either Is there stream.
0: any space Brian is there any space, if we're going to, if we're promote if we, if what we have been promoting, I guess, or discussing is what I'm going to call the Miriam option, is there any space for the Jonah option where you cast lots, throw that dude overboard and never see him again?
1: Yeah, but I think primarily in boys' schools. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Probably. That, yeah, That seems more like a... Lord of the flies, kind of. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right. Um, well, Matt, thank you for joining me. Um, unfortunately, we're kind of out of time here. Um, I wish we could talk more about this. Maybe, maybe we can if we, if we think of more stuff to, to throw in here. Conflict is never easy to deal with, but we're all going to face it. Um, In whatever context we're in. So I hope that you found this a little bit encouraging. So to all the homeschool moms and dads, all of the co-op parents, all of the teachers and headmasters and day schools, thank you so much for what you're doing um, as you seek to uh, nurture the souls of your students and even each other uh, as we continue to try to grow in the pursuit of wisdom and virtue. So for... Matt Bianco. I'm your host, Brian Phillips. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the comments.